The thing is, is that bone metabolism, building and breaking down, is a metabolic process in our control. So just like diabetes, which is blood sugar management, that you can reverse your diabetes, just like heart disease, where you can reverse that process, the same thing, you can reverse the process of bone loss. So you could reverse those numbers and move more towards more dense, stronger, better quality bones with lifestyle changes. Welcome to Stronger Bones Lifestyle Podcast. I am Debbie Robinson, your host and guide on your Stronger Bones Lifestyle Journey. So let's discuss osteoporosis. What is osteoporosis? What do you need to know about it? And what can you do about it? Our bones are constantly building and breaking down. It's a process of metabolism and it's called bone remodeling. Up until about age 35 or mid 30s, our bones are building up quicker than they are breaking down. Once we reach the mid 30s, there is more breakdown than there is buildup. And we see this actually in professional athletes. We see how they max out in the 30s. It's very hard to see any, especially football players who are really using their body and their bones and their muscles. It's really hard to see athletes past that age of 35 being able to really compete at that high level because there is more breakdown in the body than there is building up. So bones are building more than breaking down until mid-30s, and then after mid-30s, they start to break down faster than they build up. It's a process of metabolism, and the term is actually bone remodeling. So we're constantly remodeling ourselves, and then we don't remodel quite as well after our 30s. Then when we get towards menopause, and then when we go into menopause, there's a greater rate of breakdown. So they say that we lose about 20% of our bone density loss in menopause. And the greatest loss of bone density is five to seven years post-menopause. And the number one disease of menopause is osteoporosis. So this process is happening. This is happening as we age, then it happens as we go into menopause because estrogen is a bone protective hormone. And as we lose estrogen in menopause, we lose more bone density. So the way that we determine our bone density is with a machine called a DEXA scan. And what a DEXA scan is, is you are on a bed and light is coming from above and below that light is being captured. And whatever amount of light is captured, determines how dense your bones are. So the more dense bones are going to stop the light and not let as much light come through. The diagnostic terminology for bone health is osteopenia and osteoporosis. So this DEXA scan gives you a number. If you are from negative 1 to negative 2.4, you have osteopenia. And osteopenia Osteopenia, the words actually mean bone poverty. Once you go past 2.5 and above, that's considered osteoporosis. And then depending on how far past that you go and then whatever other factors exist for you in terms of your state of health, that will determine whether you get that term severe when the doctor tells you that you have osteoporosis or not. The two scores that they go by are a T-score and a Z-score. 
a T-score is you compared to a 35-year-old. So at the maximum height of bone density, they compare us to that to see how far we moved away from that, to look at how far away from maximum bone strength are you. That's what your T-score is. That's what the reading is you're getting. The Z-score is you amongst your peers. And I like to point that out because some of the more active women that I work with have pretty good Z-scores. And I'm like, see, your bones are pretty good compared to your friends. So when we do get a diagnosis of osteoporosis, although it is a physical diagnosis, it is your skeleton. It really goes up to the mind because our skeleton is our framework. It's what holds us up, what mobilizes us, what lets us dance, play, skip, hike, and do all the things that we do. So when you get this diagnosis and you are told that they are fragile or you feel that word fragile, that happens in the layer of the mind. And once you have that feeling, you're more likely to move less. And if you move less, if you don't use it, you lose it. Because bone remodeling happens according to the demands that are placed on the bones every day, all day. What you do to your bones, how much you demand from them, how much you pull and push on them, how appropriately you stress them out is what determines the rate at which they build versus dissolve. I once said to Dr. Lauren Fishman, I trained with Dr. Lauren Fishman to get a certification in yoga for osteoporosis. And I told him that I feel like we women walk into the doctor's office before we get that diagnosis. And we feel like our bones are like a castle, like a stone castle. Our bones are made out of stone, the way that a castle is made out of stones. And when we get that diagnosis of osteoporosis or osteopenia, in that moment, we feel like our bones are made out of sand and our stone castle turns to a sand castle. And that happens at the layer of the mind. And that has an effect on how you show up every day in your life. Whether you walk or not, how you walk if you're walking, do you hike anymore? Do you play pickleball anymore with your friends? Do you go skiing anymore? Because these are the things that my clients stop doing. The ladies I work with or the students in my classes or ladies in my workshops, they say they're scared to let their grandkids go on their back or they don't want to hike anymore. They're scared they're going to fall and fracture their bones. And bones don't just fracture from falling. I have some ladies that have come to me that have fractured ribs from hugging someone or from reaching over into their car to get something out of the car and the ribs pressed against the edge of the car. So this feeling of fragile, being fragile and breakable really comes in and it's very deep. The thing is, is that bone metabolism, building and breaking down, is a metabolic process in our control. So just like diabetes, which is blood sugar management, that you can reverse your diabetes. Just like heart disease, where you can reverse that process. The same thing, you can reverse the process of bone loss. So you could reverse those numbers and move more towards more dense, stronger, better quality bones with lifestyle changes. The statistics with osteoporosis are these. 55% of the population over age 50 has bone density loss. One in two women will fracture a bone because of osteoporosis in her lifetime. What that statistic, that's a pretty scary statistic and it's used all over and it's one of the ones that I've shared the most often to kind of raise awareness for women to do something about their bone health. Of course, naturally, because I'm all about what can we do naturally. And then of course, if you need to take medications, that's an individual decision that someone needs to make. But my whole platform is about what can we do naturally? 
because I personally am someone that does not like to take medication and will not take medication. So I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I take charge of my bones and make sure they don't get to the place of super fragile. The statistics of one in two women breaking a, a bone with osteoporosis is closer to the age 80. And the reason for that is because the closer you get to the age 80, the more likely there's been more breakdown in more tissues and more aspects of you. There's more muscular breakdown, loss of balance, because when we lose muscle density, we lose the communication of the nerves to the muscles or the ability of the muscles to actually support us in balance. Closer you get to 80, the chances are that there's more things, maybe eyesight and hearing has been affected because those are also parts of balance, which are going to be a part, a factor in falling. So really, when you look at the graphs and the charts, it is the closer we get to the age 80. So the more breakdown actually that's come into your body, the more likely the bones are to fracture, which is important because wherever you are, whatever age you are now, you start to work on either stopping or reversing your bone loss and then focus on building stronger, better quality bones. The other statistics are that 27% of women over age 65 have osteoporosis. Osteoporosis is a disease. It's a disease state. So osteopenia is not considered a disease state. Osteoporosis is. What can we do? That's what becomes important. And what do I really want you to know here? The DEXA scan. Let's talk about the DEXA scan. So let's talk about the areas the DEXA scan looks at. Many of the women that come to me, I ask them these questions. When I'm working privately with someone, I want to know, what, is, what are your DEXA scan readings? Where do you have the, the greatest loss? And let's look over it. And I'm really amazed at how few women know their numbers or know where their bone loss is the greatest. So I'd like to share that with you because I think the more we know, the better informed we are, the more power we have over our own health. And I know this to be true because when my hip joint collapsed at age 50, I went on a mission to learn all I could about hips so I would know what I could do for my hips. So the DEXA scan looks at two main areas. It looks at the spine and the hips. And in some cases, some women are able to get a reading of their wrists as well. So let's talk about the hip. So I'm holding my hand up for those of you that are listening and not watching. I'm holding up my forearm and I'm making a fist and I'm bending my wrist. So right at the bend of the wrist, that's the neck of the femur. So this looks like the femur bone. The femur bone is long and then it angles in towards your pelvis and the ball of the upper leg bone sits in your acetabulum or your pelvis. So what the DEXA scan looks at is it looks at the outer edge of your femur bone, right where it starts to bend. That's called the greater trochantar. And that's where there's a lot of muscles attached. And then we have the neck of the femur, really most narrow part of the bone there, the neck of the femur, and then you have the head of the femur. And what the DEXA scan looks at is the greater trochantar, the femoral neck, and total hip. And that's the reading you'll get for your hip. So look on your DEXA scan to get what your numbers are. If you're negative 1 to 2.4, it'll be osteopenia. And if you're negative 2.5 and above, it's osteoporosis. The next area they look at is the low back, the spine. Let me explain the spine. So we have the pelvis, and in the pelvis are the two lower bones of the spine, the coccyx bone, which is a tailbone, and the sacrum. And then above that, there are five lumbar vertebrae. The low back has five bones called the lumbar spine. What the DEXA scan looks at is lumbar one, two, three, and four. 
You'll either get a reading of just number one and two and three and four by itself, or you'll get total spine. The DEXA scan can't look at lumbar five because the pelvis gets in the way. And it can't give a reading on thoracic, the next part of the spine, which is a thoracic spine, thoracic 12, because the ribs get in the way. So the reading you get is on the lumbar spine. Now, what's ironic to me is this, is that almost all fractures are in the thoracic spine above the lumbar spine and the, only the top two lumbar spine. So thoracic 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12, because there's 12 vertebrae in the thoracic spine attached to all 12 ribs. So thoracic 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and lumbar 1 and 2. That is where the fractures are with osteoporosis when you get a spinal wedge fracture. The lumbar spine is all we're looking at. We're really looking at only two of those. So that's something to take into account. I want you to know that when you get that. Uh, one woman told me that her doctor told her that typically the lumbar spine bones are more affected by diet than they are by movement. I would also like to note that posture plays a huge role in the health of your thoracic spine because the compressive force, if the joints are aligned properly, it is the, the proper alignment that will create the exact load necessary to constantly create that stimulation for your bones to be strong. So postural alignment, joint alignment is critical to bone health. Those are your scores. You're going to get the hip, you're going to get the lower spine. And then in some cases you get the wrist because the wrist is the number one area fractured in women. And so that's usually from breaking a slip, trip, stumble, or fall. You put your hands down to break your fall. So what becomes really important with the wrist then for fracture prevention is range of motion in your wrist. And for those of you that cannot see, if you're listening and not watching, I'm making a fist and I'm bending my wrist down and up. So I'm flexing my wrist. And we need our muscles to be limber, so flexible. And we also need them to be hydrated because the more limber and more hydrated, the more play exists in those muscles. So if you do slip, trip, or fall, you're less likely to cause a stress fracture because fractures happen in some cases of stress fractures if the muscles that are attached to the bones pull on them too hard and we can get what's called a stress fracture. So the DEXA scan is looking at your hip, your lumbar spine, and your wrist. And that's good information for you to have because once you get that information, what it gives you is the opportunity to say, okay, now what? What do I need to do or what can I do? And that's really important because there is a lot that you can do. So understanding your DEXA scan score I would also like to note that there is a variability range on either side of those numbers. So if you happen to be a smaller, more petite person, let's say five foot two or less, or you happen to be small boned, you are going to pick up more light. You're not going to stop the light because your bones are smaller, right? Shorter and smaller. So the DEXA scan for the shorter, more petite women has some variation. And that's important to, to bring into your awareness as well, especially when you need to feel confident about your bones so that you'll start moving more and creating those forces necessary to stimulate them all day, every day. So the smaller, more petite women got to take that into consideration. And then it also matters who's the technician, what's the machine, and who's interpreting the data, because all of those play a role as well in what that final score is. So it's best to have your DEXA scan done on the same machine, same person, and same person interpreting that data from one visit to the next, if possible. What I'd like to finish with here is that 
that is not a sentence. Your DEXA scan is not your sentence. And that's what I notice when I, when I work with women. The words fragile, the words severe come up a lot. Like I have severe osteoporosis. I've heard that a couple of times actually. And I look and I see, okay, but you're negative 2.5. Like you just came into osteoporosis. I wonder who used the word severe. And so for you to understand, I mean, this is your body. This is, these are your bones and this is your DEXA scan, right? So you need to know what it is. So when you go in to your doctor to get that reading, that you're informed on what exactly is this. There's also a calculator that you can do called the FRAX calculator. And in often in the reports I receive um, for the clients I'm working with, they have a FRAX cal- calculator score there as well. And this is out of the UK. You could plug in some numbers, your age, your DEXA scan score, and some other questions that they ask that are causal factors of bone loss. And they take all this into account and you can get your FRAX score. So that gives you your percentage of chance of having a fracture. So those are things I'd like you to pay attention to and to know so that you could be really well informed about what this DEXA scan means, what your diagnosis really means, where is your greatest opportunity to work on for your bones to make them stronger and more dense and a better quality, because it is about the quality of your bones. It's not just about the density. And there are other ways to measure bones that give you quality, bone quality versus bone density that look at how strong is that center structure of your bone tissue. So that's another option as well if you need a peace of mind is to look a little deeper into some of the other testing that's available. Thank you so much for listening to Stronger Bones Lifestyle Podcast. Bone loss is not an inevitable part of aging. We don't have to just wait for it to happen. There is so much that you can do. And that is what you will learn each week on the show. Go to my website, debbierobinson.com. If you want more information about what was shared in today's episode, at the bottom of this episode in the show notes, there will be links to whatever was shared. Please subscribe to this podcast. Share this podcast with your friends, your family, or any women that you think may be interested or benefit from the information we're sharing. Please rate the podcast. And if you have any questions you'd like asked or answered, I would love to hear from you. Let's do this, ladies. Let's change the way the world views osteoporosis and slow down, stop, or reverse our bone loss, take charge, and show other ladies what is possible. Thank you so much for joining me.